1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
0: My God will meet all your needs. This is a fourth chapter message of God meeting needs. And who doesn't have a need? in your own body, in your own home, in your own family, in your employment, in your health. Who doesn't have a need? But God is supplying our every need.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church. On yesterday's program, Pastor Jack Morse looked at joy and rejoicing as referenced in the book of Philippians. Today we return to Philippians for a study of how God can fulfill every need we have. Do you have a need today and don't see any way that it will be met? Let's join the congregation of the Largo Community Church for today's message, Every Need Supplied.
0: Paul went on at least three missionary journeys and one of the journeys took him to the city of Philippi. Philippi was founded by a man by the name of Philip, so he named the city after him himself and uh, he was the father of alexander the great alexander the great wanted to conquer the world and he almost did uh, the world in his day that is and so here is this thriving city a wealthy city but the christians were fired from their jobs when they became a christian and would not worship the idols that the people of philippi were worshiping And when Paul went into that city, he preached Jesus to them. And when Jesus is preached, when Jesus is sung, the Holy Spirit moves every time. Not in some services, but in every service. When you're talking to Jesus, when you're reading the word of God, when your mind is on Jesus, when you're there not to have an entertaining worship service. No, but when you're there to get a vision of Jesus, hear Jesus, Have him forgive sins. Have him heal hurts. Have him be the physician of the body. Then then the Holy Spirit moves and you and I are blessed. I'm already blessed today. Aren't you blessed? I'm not going to get blessed right now. I'm going to get a further blessing because I've already gotten a blessing from the singing, the praying, the choir. What God has already done, I'm already blessed. But I know there's more blessings ahead for me. Well, Paul went into that city and preached Jesus to those people. And some of the people heard, and when they heard, their hearts were convicted and pricked because the word of God does not just go out, bounce off the wall, and return empty. No, the word of God does not return in vain, meaning it doesn't return empty. So somebody today, I've been praying several times already for this service, feeling that there is somebody going to have a need, a, a serious need met in some wonderful, wonderful way today. And I hope that somebody is you. I believe it is. I believe God's doing something. The Holy Spirit is moving. The name of Jesus is being glorified. And whenever the, I already said it, when the name of Jesus is uplifted and glorified, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. We need to be drawn to Jesus, to Jesus. And Jesus is drawing us by his Holy Spirit today. Well, that nucleus of people that heard the gospel, the gospel simply meaning that Paul preached the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus, and people believed it, and they became saved one by one by one by one, and they formed a little nucleus into a church. You see, when you know in your heart that you are part, spiritually speaking, of the church, you want to be with the people that you're a part of. And these people needed each other. The people of Philippi, the businesses of Philippi, they were casting the people out of their jobs. And now this church was in a state of poverty. But in their state of poverty... They sent a blessing, material gifts to Paul. The reason they sent material gifts to Paul, now, by the way, this was the only church that ever sent Paul, a, that were, that's recorded, a material gift because Paul refused it from any other church. He said, I don't need it. I can work with my hands and make tents, but I don't need it. But now, at this time, Paul was in prison in Rome. He couldn't work He couldn't supply his own needs. And these people heard about Paul who brought the gospel and they loved him because they heard the gospel through this wonderful apostle and they gave their hearts to God but their hearts were also with Paul and they sent uh, uh, what I will call a contribution uh, to him and to, to help him. He needed help. He was under the sentence of death. He was going to soon be decapitated, never did anything wrong, only preached Jesus. That's all he ever did after receiving Jesus. He only lived for Jesus and preached Jesus. And they sent to Paul while he was in prison some help. That that was a true church. They loved God, but they loved one another and they wanted to be with one another. They just couldn't wait to get together because together there was strength. And there was support in this poverty-stricken congregation, the first Christian congregation there. Paul was writing this letter from prison. And Paul was very grateful. Now, they supplied Paul's need. Now God is going to supply the Christian church at Philippi. God is going to supply their deed. Friend, when you do what the Spirit says to do, And the Spirit is not going to say anything else for you to do other than what's in the Bible. And when you do it with a love for Jesus, a devotion for Jesus, God's going to supply all your needs. How? According to his riches in glory. Tell me, how rich is God? (laughs) They sent a contribution to Paul by a man named Ephroditus. Now, When Ephroditus arrived with the gifts for Paul, Paul wrote a letter. And it was four chapters in that letter. It's called the book of Philippians in the New Testament. And he gave it to Ephroditus and he said, take it back to this church that sent me these gifts. And he told that church, many of those people were without work. Where did they get supplies to send to him when they didn't have supplies for themselves and their own family. Years and years ago, I pastored a church. Uh, This man, Jerry and his wife and three children attended that church. Jerry came over to the Largo Community Church when he heard that I I moved into this area, and he stayed with us for five years. But going back to that other church, Jerry was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base, and Jerry and his family needed help financially. I'm not sure what caused their financial difficulty, but they needed help. So when I learned about it, I said, we just had a little congregation, just very small. So I asked the congregation if they had taken an offering for somebody in the church that needed an offering. They needed help for their children. And this one board member, one deacon, his name was Harold Raines. He, the ushers, got out and they started passing up and down the aisle. Jerry was seated. You talk about a man that came to church and brought all of his children to church. And they were in church all the time. Jerry was seated right on the the aisle and then his wife and then his three children. And when Harold, the deacon, got with the offering plate and was going to pass it down the aisle, we were taking the offering for Jerry and his family. Jerry pulls out his wallet, opens his wallet. He had either. No, ushers don't look at what you're putting in. I'll tell you that they, they, they don't know. But he said, "I looked down and he said, I couldn't help it. I think Jerry had maybe three dollars in his wallet, and he pulls out one of them and he put in the offering, not knowing that the offering itself was for him. He was a, and is, a true man of God. All right, let me tell you one more story about Jerry. Jerry stays in touch with me two, three times a month. He calls me from Utah, where he lives. And, uh, he, he told me, he said, he always calls me pastor. He said, pastor. And he has his own pastor out there, big church he attends. He said, uh, something about tithing his income to the Lord. He said, now my, my family's all grown. He said, I have grandchildren, even great grandchildren. And, uh. His wife has passed on. She's in heaven. He said, my house is paid for. He said, I don't know, owe anybody anything. He said, so I tried an experiment. Now, Fred, I'm going to tell you the experiment, but I'm not telling it for you to do it. <laughs> Matter of fact, i am almost cautioned you not to do it. <laughs> Jerry said, you know, I've been giving God 10% all my life, all my Christian life, and, and then I live off the 90. He said, I decided one week, just one week, I'm going to give God 90% what I used to live off of, and I'm going to keep the tithe, 10%. And he said, Pastor, I was just wondering how far will it go? (laughs) I do need clothes. I do need gas for the car. I do need food. He said, I kept, now he's a retired master sergeant. He was never an officer, so his income was always very limited he said I I did that he said at the end of the week he said I had the tithe at the end of the week I still had 27 dollars left over friend when you do it God's way whatever it is with your money with your relationships with your worship when you do it God's way God will supply all your needs according to his riches Hey, we think the bank of heaven is in the state of bankruptcy. (laughs) But it isn't. God is there ready to bless and ready to supply. I want you to read it again with me. Come on, read it in unison. Let it sink deep into your heart. Know that you have a great God. Come on, read it. My God will meet all your needs According to his riches in Christ Jesus. It's always in Christ Jesus. What is Christ Jesus in your life? It's always in Christ Jesus that God does everything that he does. Now notice the first two words. What are they? Now I want you to remember this. He's also your God. Not just Paul the Apostle's God, but he's your God. So we need to serve God like he really is our God. You see, when you were conceived by your parents, the very life of your parents entered into you. You have the life of your mother and your father in you. Now, when you received Abba Father as your beloved heavenly father, the very life of God came into you. In Romans 8, 9, it says, if any person have not the spirit of Christ He does not belong to God. Now, here it is. Listen. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, notice what it says. My God will meet all your needs. All your needs. Now, this is what I want you to think about. What need do you have today that God needs to meet? There are temporal needs that we have needs for health and bills to pay, needs that are going to come up in the future, uh, need protection. When I was in Bible college, we had a, there were just hundreds of single students, but there was a contingent of married students that had children, young men and women there, studying for the ministry. And uh, this this one guy, he, he was up against it. There, there, from time to time, we were all up against it, rather up against it financially. And he quoted that scripture, Psalm 50, verse 10, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to the Lord. And he needed help financially. He said, I wish God would sell one of those cows. (laughs) Give me the money. I need help. Well, he made it. We all made it. We made it through. But this is what God can do. He can do anything. Now, everyone here must have a takeaway from this service, and i say it again like I've said it before, if I were standing out there and one by one you'd come through the line and I'd ask you, what's your takeaway? What's your takeaway? You, you have to have a takeaway or else the word of God was preached in vain. It didn't go anywhere. It came back. So and now it's going forth for you to know that you have a dad in heaven. Abba. Beloved father, 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 dear father, who wants to meet all your needs. And the Holy Spirit told us because God wants to do it. He wants to meet all our needs according to his riches and glory. But their need may not be a physical need, a financial need, a, a health need. Uh, um, it may not be any of those needs. It might be a spiritual, or an emotional need. Friend, God can handle that. Sometimes our emotions get carried away and get us down, sap our energy, and makes us not pleasant to be around. Our emotions, it's, it's not that, and I talked about it for the last two weeks, about our emotions. It's not emotions. We are all emotional people because God is an emotional God, it's, it's not our emotions. It's how we handle our emotions. What do we do with those? Friend, if you have an emotional need and you do not have self-control, you need to tell God very specifically, I don't have very much self-control. It's not my wife. It's me. It's not my husband. It's me. And when you are specific with God... Then God will come through and give you exactly what you need and strengthen you in that area of your life that you need strengthened again. But if you just say, "God, help me with all my emotions," tell Him I got a temper. I find myself down and sad. I get happy over things that I, that, that I, I shouldn't be all that happy over. Some of those things I'm happy over, I should actually be praying about and be sad over. You need to be specific with the Lord in that area that you have a need, and God will move into that area and bring blessing and help to you. Uh, Sometimes we're fearful. We're all experiencing fear in some manner uh, from time to time. And uh, there was a tour. A group of people went to New York City with a tour guide to tour New York City. And they went to the Empire State Building, and they got on the elevator to go up to the 102nd floor. I don't know whether there may be more floors than that, or maybe that is the top floor. But at any rate, they got on that elevator, and that elevator very smoothly was was going up, and there was one of those ladies on there. It wasn't my mother. (laughs) But one of those ladies was very nervous, and she turned to the tour guide, and she said, If one of these cables on this this elevator, if one of these elevator cables were to break, would we go up or would we go down? He said, ma'am, it all depends on the kind of life you're living. (laughs) Now, fear is real. (laughs) And I laughed about that, too, when I read it. Fear is real, and if you're frightened, you're going out on the highway, we're taking an airplane ride. Oh, well, let me tell you this one. <laughs> Corinne and I were going down to Florida on this airplane, and um, we were on the Southwest. That's when you, you just get your own seat. You know, no seats are assigned, and so we got in. Corinne was on the aisle seat. I was on the middle seat. The window seat was empty. And still people were coming on, and here come this African-American couple, uh, nice-looking, in their early 40s. And um, he looked over and saw that empty seat, and he said, may my wife sit in that seat? Certainly, yeah. She came over and sat down. It must have been her very first airplane ride, because when that thing, that thing, (laughs) that airplane (laughs) started down the runway at 165 miles an hour ready for takeoff, this young woman, I knew something was wrong. She, she put her hand up like she was gonna to touch her upper lip and her head moved like that. So I leaned forward and I said, pardon me, I said, are you okay? And when I said that, she groaned and I was leaning forward. The seat was back here and she stuck her head between the seat and my back. <laughs> I mean, she jammed it down in there. <laughs> get your head. <laughs> I'm on the same airplane you're on, <laughs> and I've got a seatbelt too. <laughs> I mean, she was frightened, scared. I mean, it, it was it was really really sad for her, and I'm feeling starting to sad for myself because I I wanted to get out of this predicament. <laughs> well, we got off the plate at Orlando and. We were in the terminal, and she and her husband walked by. And they were all smiles, and they were, they were feeling good, and I was feeling good. And so, friend, whatever your need is, I mean whatever. God will meet all your needs, financial, health, needs of fear, needs of, uh, of, of financial, uh, relational, whatever you need. And this is the letter that Paul wrote back to that church that had a lot of financial needs, and perhaps those financial needs were causing a lot of other needs spiritual and emotional, brought on by struggles and troubles and disappointments and loneliness. You know, God is a father to the fatherless, He will comfort like the tenderness of a mother. He will secure like the strength of a brother. Friend, he's all I need. He's all you need. We have but to go to him and be prepared to go to him. Not just go to him and and, and jump in to the Holy of Holies when we have a need. Yes, when we have a need. But to walk with him, talk with him, praising him, worshiping him, feeling comfortable in prayer and in his presence, According to his riches in glory. Again, I ask the question, how many riches does God have? Who can number or estimate the number of riches that God has? You know, all supplies diminish with the using. Isn't that correct? I have to keep getting my car filled up. I get it filled up, pretty soon I've used up the gas, the supplies, and I have to go back again. I keep using the toothpaste. I squeeze it out, squeeze it out until all supplies diminish with the using. Friends, we will run out of needs before God runs out of supplies. We will run out of prayer requests before God runs out of answers. Heaven isn't broke. God isn't impoverished. He's not closing down the bank. Why are we living with needs when we have God? Can you say praise the Lord? Lord. So God will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Paul told the Philippians, you are sending a contribution to me by a man named Ephroditus. Now God's going to send a donation to you by the man called Christ Jesus, all your deeds according to His riches and glory, in Christ Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. "Amen." Amen. Would you bow with me, please?
1: We hope today's healing word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contact us at thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in Monday at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.